Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This is a treat. Have a good yeah. one and happy holidays. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. You can edit my last bye out if you want. Bye. I usually do. But you. <laughs> <laughs>
like seriously, I've been to a lot of weddings and your guys' wedding was so meaningful. And I I felt that and saw that as somebody who what like Emma and I went to college together. So, you know, friends <clears throat> that then, you know, move away and you start your own life in different places to then see like this life that you guys have created in Alamosa and seeing that whole family, like even kind of as an outsider perspective, like mm-hmm. it was beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. And then you both sides of your family, like you could just feel how, uh, you know, the love that you guys have created. And, mm-hmm. and oh, thanks. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty special for us too, to just have all our worlds colliding in mm-hmm. one space. So much love. <laughs> yes. So yes. What, if you guys wouldn't mind for our um, immense, immense viewership, uh, listenership <laughs> out there, um, all uh, 30 of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Would you mind telling everyone like how it was that you got to Alamos in the first place? I think that's one of the cooler things uh, yes, I mean, of, of your stories. It's pretty cool. You can go yeah. first. Yeah. So I, uh, apl- after college, or I guess when I was still in college, I applied for a Mennonite voluntary service. Like uh, Adam said, a voluntary program and got accepted to go to Alamosa as a placement with a nonprofit called the Rio Grande Headwaters Restoration Project and moved out to Alamosa, uh, fell in love with the community and the place, and then shortly after met John um, in, up in Boulder. He was doing Mennonite voluntary service in Boulder and we went to a week-long voluntary service retreat at Rocky Mountain Mennonite Camp. and. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the magic happens. People. Sparks are flying. Sparks are flying. Be careful about those wildfires. Exactly. And so I kept in touch um, for a couple months and then decided to date long distance. And pretty quickly, John was applying for uh, AmeriCorps positions in Alamosa. So a year after I moved to Alamosa, John moved down, and we did a whole another year of voluntary service in Alamosa together. Cool. Mm-hmm. And the way I kind of drew that connection from, or the way that I justified the move down from Alamosa or from Boulder to Alamosa was working doing this AmeriCorps position, and um, I kind of had this like enlightenment one day when I was working at the I was working at the Boulder shelter for the homeless. And it was like nearing the end of my year term and I was trying to figure out like how to like move to Alamosa or how to like be with Emma practically speaking. Like where do, how do, what's my job going to be? Where am I going to live? That kind of thing. And uh, a homeless gentleman uh, booked himself into the shelter in Boulder and I asked him like where he's from. Like this is a question we had to ask and he was like, oh, I'm from Alamosa. And he was there in Boulder for a court date. He had like gotten a ticket when he used to live in Boulder, and now he lives in Alamosa. And he said he was staying at the shelter, homeless shelter in Boulder down there, or in, in Alamosa, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there's a homeless shelter in Alamosa. I'm a like, social worker. Mm-hmm. Like This is kind of my industry that I'm working in. So then I Googled the shelter that he was staying at in Alamosa. And then sure enough, they had this like AmeriCorps program and provided housing and a job and all this... like living expenses paid for so that's how i made the transition to alamosa like I'm that's sure so cool your guys' love is strong enough to overcome all but how awesome is that, <laughs> that it was so convenient and easy to like like just yeah. logistically you know like mm-hmm. move into an area that you can continue to date and stuff like that that's pretty cool yeah yeah and it was really nice that we were both in the volunteer community just because for john moving down to alamosa a place that 
he really only knew like me, um, but then had this whole network of volunteers that he was working with and right. really, yeah, through AmeriCorps and a great friend group formed through that, those relationships. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. And for the people listening, um, <laughs> Alamosa is, it's not your typical like mountain town um, or what you would maybe envision as a Colorado mountain town. We're in the middle of a really large valley and it's like an agricultural based industry around us. And we are at 7,500 feet or higher, which is like twice the elevation of Denver. But we, uh, it's very flat, like deserty. It's um, 50, 60 miles to the mountains on either side of Alamosa. So. And it's pretty rural with a population of about 10,000 people. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're in the boonies. For sure. It's so beautiful, though. I, it I find it so really is. Like, it's such a beautiful place. It, like, you, you always, guys always describe it as like, what is a cereal bowl? Is that right? Yeah, it's a bowl for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was awesome. And then you can go to the Sand, sand Hill State Park, right? What, no, the sand sorry. dunes, the great sand, sand dunes. dunes. The great sand dunes. Yeah. And then the mountains are kind of just all in all directions, anywhere you look. And and then another thing, too, that I think is so beautiful is that it's like very uh, sunny for most mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. Um, the land of the cool sunshine. <laughs> That's, That's the ours. slogan. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Well, and what I just find so fascinating is that like when we came to visit you guys, like it's it was a it's a place and a landscape that is so much its own thing going on. And so it was really fun to be there and experience it and because it's yeah, it's not like it's just a different part of Colorado. Yeah. That's really Very unique. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So cool. okay, so it Emma, was very easy to fall in love with. I'm just <laughs> anyway. So Emma, uh, as you, I'm sure you know, we're we're farmers, and we care a lot about farming and the land. And part of farming, obviously, is water. And um, would you mind just taking a second and describing what it is your your position is, um, and then what your is it nonprofit? That you, mm-hmm. Yeah, what your nonprofit is. Um, I think it's so cool. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. take it away. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I was super fortunate that when I did Mennonite Voluntary Service, I worked for a nonprofit called the Rio Grande Headwaters Restoration Project. And after my two-year volunteer term, they offered me a job. And today I'm actually the executive director of the Restoration Project. Mm-hmm. And we're a nonprofit working in the San Luis Valley um, in Alamosa and to restore the condition of the Rio Grande headwaters. And so the Rio Grande starts in the San Juan Mountains to the west of Alamosa and flows through the valley and down into New Mexico and then on to Texas and Mexico. Um, So we're the very top headwaters and the Rio Grande supplies water for um, the whole desert region and provides a lot of water for agriculture. And so my job, we work in partnership with farmers and ranchers in the community, as well as state and federal agencies and other nonprofits to do restoration projects that improve the health of the river, as well as the habitat that surrounds the river. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you had just, uh, I remember this angel, you just told me about, a little bit about uh, some flooding that you guys have had this year. And then the difference between um, areas that had been restored or had like, you know, solid embankments of, of plants and things mm-hmm. like that, as opposed to areas that were just getting washed out. Yeah, this, the, where we live, the, and really a lot of the West has been facing severe drought over the past 20 years. It's just been prolonged drought. And this year we had high snowpack and so a lot of water and it was really exciting to see the rivers full and uh, the wetlands full of water. Um, But you really could see the areas where there was vegetation and like good 
riparian habitat that they did what they were supposed to do and then the areas that had been overgrazed or um, the vegetation had been removed for some reason were the areas mm-hmm. where the river really eroded the banks and caused a lot of problems to the community. Mm-hmm. And what role do you see like nonprofits in particular having to do with water policy and water management? I mean, because it seems it's like a nice balance between the private sector and then the governmental you know, sector as well. Like, I, mean, I guess, where do you see nonprofits as their role to play? Yeah, I think that how the restoration projects really found its niche, and I think a lot of nonprofits are finding this, is between government, um, there's there's a lot of resources with, with within the government, and then private landowners um, can access that, but there's a lot of, the, the role that I've seen nonprofits playing is really project managers and mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. facilitate and coordinate mm-hmm. and bring people to the table and provide that collaboration that a farmer may not know what resources are available to them um, because they're busy working um, mm-hmm. and don't have time to write grants or mm-hmm. um, or manage a big project. And right. um, so the restoration projects really, I see our role in how we've grown over the years is partnering with landowners as well as the state and federal agencies and um finding those grant sources, but then also bringing multiple landowners together to make a project bigger and better and have a ultimately bigger impact on our watershed. Mm-hmm. Cool. I love that. So like, yeah, really connecting those dots because that's what we need. Yeah. I mean, it's like the information's out there, resources are out there, but it, things are so disconnected. Yeah. 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 Oftentimes, um, landowners want to do the right thing, but mm-hmm. they don't really have the information available to them or don't really know how to and that's where it's helpful to have partners to to help provide that guidance and mm-hmm. and, and maybe so, some funding yeah. <laughs> like for example um i work for the city of alamosa and there's a property um city property that is has river frontage and it's got eroding stream banks and mm. emma um, was able to write this federal grant um, and is bringing federal dollars into the city of Alamosa mm-hmm. to restore the, the riverbanks there. And the city of Alamosa is completely on board with it. And um, But it's not something that we probably would have uh, known how to go about writing the grant for, it, uh, this federal grant. Um, so. Or, That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Husband and wife, team I up. know. It. It's cool that yeah. your job then had a hand in what John is now doing, which I think is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that because everything goes hand in hand, you know. And it's cool that, you know, kind of both of our, all of our careers right now at this point have to do with, like, just a focus on where we live, the environment that is surrounding us. And it's cool because you just are always noticing everything ripples. You yeah. know, everything affects everything, and it's so cool. And so, John, you would mentioned that you now work for the city of Alamosa, is that right? Um, yeah, I do. What, yeah. what is your position? Um, you I work for... You out of this without uh, <laughs> interviewing you. <laughs> no, um, I'm happy to share about what I'm doing. I, I work for... The Parks and Recreation Department within the city of Alamosa. And uh, what Tom Haverford. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm somewhere in between Tom and Ron Swanson. (laughs) Um, 
I think you definitely lean towards Ron Swanson. He's got that manly mystique. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love him? I'm wearing a vest right now, so it's... Yeah. And you just asked me about a podcast you listen to about hunting, so I feel like this is perfect. A shoe in there. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, my, my, my role is uh, I'm the outdoor recreation specialist, um, and so I guess uh, I have two like main priorities. One is programming with youth and families basically just trying to get more people outdoors experiencing nature and our trails and open spaces in the city of Alamosa um and that is just kind of the understanding that like youth are not getting outdoors enough Mm. I've read somewhere that you know people kids are spending like eight hours in front of a screen each day on average and Mm -hmm. like seven minutes outside a day doing unstructured play so we're trying to like balance that out again a little bit in our community um so programming is one thing and then the other is um building and maintaining and developing um outdoor recreation infrastructure within the city so we've built a lot of new trails um emma and i are actually jointly working on a project to build um a series of boat ramps so that um people can access the rio grande running through alamosa Right now, there's not so cool. Yeah, at the, at the moment, there's not really a formal way or established way to get into the river to recreate on it. It's oh, just cool. Basically, these uh, series of levees that run on either side of the river. So, um, yeah. So programming and, and infrastructure um, through the Parks and Rec Department is yeah, is what I'm working on. Cool. And so, coming from the non or from like the volunteer work that you did. Um, do you feel like you uh, built like a solid foundation of like support within the community? Like, does that tr- feel like you trans or that translated to what you're doing now um, with your work with families and youth and things like that? Or is it kind of yeah. just different people you see on a regular basis? Yeah, I see. Like, almost is not that big, is it? I mean, it's- yeah, it's like eight to ten thousand people. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that. Yeah, it's interesting working for the municipality. Like a lot of the people that work there are like lifetime employees. They get a job and they stay there for the rest of their lives. And um, so like having lived in the community and been a part of the community for four or five years and then maybe there's a little bit more trust built up and like yeah. I'm not just a, a transient young person that's going to mm-hmm. come and go. Um, so but it's a totally different population that I'm working with now. I'm working with, with youth, um, like in middle school and high school. Previously, I'd been working with the homeless population and um, families seeking food assistance at the food bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's cool to have that, like you said, like that, that solid foundation of living in a place with a population and getting to know it and kind of understanding all the different you know people who live there it's really cool yeah and understanding some of the realities and challenges of the families in Alamosa are facing exactly like having spent like John's time at the food bank really opened my eye and your eyes to the reality that a lot of the families in the Mm -hmm. valley are facing of food insecurity and and that's a lot of the you know families that John's trying to reach and get outside and Mm -hmm. connect with nature or for instance like we did a a trip recently with some middle school kids and at the end of the event um we had some like leftover granola bars and one kid like what like took like stuffed his pockets full of granola bars and you might con- 
I mean, this isn't like unique to, this is not a unique issue to Alamosa, but, um, having experienced like food insecurity issues at the food bank, I was like, that kid might not just be being like hoarding or or greedy. It's like, maybe he, that's going to be his dinner or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) That is heavy. Sorry. Yeah. So inventing yourself in a community and like, you're just trying to make it better, you know, one little bit at a time. I think that's really cool. Um, and speaking of embedding yourself in a community, you guys bought a house. And in the backyard of your house, what do you have? We have a wood-fired sauna. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> We're going to travel and come in it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's definitely the, our favorite part of our house. <laughs> That's why we bought the house, really. <laughs> we bought the sauna and the house came with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, so uh, we're going to make this one short and sweet, and we just wanted to say thank you guys so much for sitting down with us, and maybe we can record a round two in Alamosa. That would be awesome. Maybe in, from in the sauna? In the, the sauna. sauna. <laughs> I agree. You guys can hear all the crackling as my mics fry in the sauna. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, anyway, I can't breathe a little. <laughs> yeah, to we would, straight. Yeah. Cool. We would love to have you. Yeah. You're welcome anytime in Alamosa. Very yeah. fun. Okay, Emma, John, thank you very much. Uh, Emma, real quick, uh, as we're heading out, would you mind um, letting our listeners know where they could learn more about um, the Headwaters and yeah. kind of your, your nonprofit and then, yeah, that kind of thing? So. Yeah, we, if you go to riograndheadwaters.org, that's our website, and there's a lot of really great resources, both the projects that we're working on, but also other um, resources that you can learn more about the area that we live and cool. uh, lots of pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then go visit the Sand Dunes National Park. Yes. Exactly. Oh, and then you're going to be on another podcast here coming up. Yes. Um, in January, I'll be recording with We Are Rivers, which is American Rivers podcast. Um, so check that out. Cool. Learn more about rivers. So we're basically launching you into your podcast. Right. Podcast yep. This is a and, and good practice. They may, <laughs> may have a few more viewers than us. It's fine. It's fine. Cool. Well, Emma, John, thank you guys so much for sitting down with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is a treat. Have a good one and happy holidays. Yeah. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Our theme music today is Springish by Gillicuddy.